All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Uh, I got a special little fifth thing episode for you. I've got Lisa on, who I did outweigh with the series that we did on disordered eating. She is at the Well Necessities on Instagram. A lot of you are following her, but if you're not, you definitely should be. I brought her on to answer some questions with me that y'all have sent in about outweigh. If you haven't listened to that series, it's something we put up. It lives under the Four Things with Amy Brown podcast. It came out in April. So you can actually go to wherever you listen to podcasts and type in Outweigh and the series will come up. So you can listen to it. And I know we typically start Tuesday episodes off with a quote and I thought, well, I'm just going to quote Outweigh and why we called it Outweigh because honestly, that's still a question that we get because maybe people missed it when we were talking about it. It's a four-part series, but a life without disordered eating outweighs everything. And so that's our quote. That's why we did outweigh. That's why we called it outweigh. And we have season two coming up later this year, which we're excited about. But in the meantime, we may do a couple of different Q and A's leading up to that. And I'm going to read the questions. And then Lisa's the expert. She has a whole program or what do you even call it? Lisa, do you call it a program? Fork the noise? 
Yeah, Forks and Noise is more than a program, but Forks and Noise Fundamentals is a online program using modern mindful eating to listen, honor, and trust your body. So it is primarily for disordered eating, not necessarily eating disorders. And share your degrees and what you've studied in regards yeah, so to this. I'm a registered dietitian and a wellness blogger, I guess. I mean, Instagram kind of became the vehicle that I have the privilege to share my life with so many. And I think what I like to do with it kind of most is show how mindfulness in general just kind of bleeds into all aspects of our lives. And it's just basically about being awake after kind of being asleep. And one of the ways that we're oftentimes asleep is being entrenched in diet culture and living the lie that, you know, there's only one way to be healthy and it only looks one way in terms of your body and your diet. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of what I do. (laughs) Well, Lisa's tools and the way she speaks and her knowledge and her wisdom has been a huge part of my recovery. So I'm honored to have her as a podcast partner in Outway and also now honored to call her friend. So yeah, she's on as the expert, but I feel like we both can speak from our own personal experiences as well. So I put up on Instagram, hey, send us your, your questions for Outway. And we got a lot of different ones, but these are ones where we saw them popping up multiple times. So, and we felt like they would be good to address. So Lisa, why do we use eating disorder and disordered eating when we're talking? Like what's the difference? And, Mm -hmm. you know, because we say the outweigh is a the gray area of disordered eating, but sometimes I, I know we say eating disorders. So let's just clarify some yep. of that. So the podcast ended up being, if you've listened to it, the, the series ended up being eating disorders like anorexia and bulimia, but we also talked about what we call the gray area of eating disorders. So For me personally, I never had or fit the criteria for a clinical eating disorder like anorexia or bulimia. And so in the absence of that diagnosis or, you know, very clearly not being those, I thought that I had a healthy relationship to food. What I had was kind of probably most similar to orthorexia, which is where you're fixated on eating healthy or clean And you think that, you know, if you're eating healthy, that's not problematic. So I personally, you know, even though, Amy, you talk a lot on the podcast about binging and purging in your past, which probably falls more under eating disorder, my history is more disordered eating. And it's a much more new terminology that people are less familiar with, especially as information to health and diet has become more accessible. It's very easy to start a health quest, eating right and exercising, moving your body. And then it kind of gets warped into something that's a bit more disordered, obsessive, and so forth. So helping people recognize that eating disorders are not just anorexia or bulimia, even though those are still just as real and important to address, was super important to, I think, both of us, Amy. Um, huge. Not to talk on your behalf, but, you know, the behaviors more recently that, that you've participated in, I think we're kind of that gray area and helping you kind of figure out, okay, well, what does a healthy relationship to food really look like has been kind of your more recent journey of how you found me. Yes. And, you know, I still, I was still in a binge and purge cycle, but yeah, more so when I found you, I was in recovery of that, but definitely still in diet culture, still in orthorexia type behavior, consumed with body image, the wrong things, working out, kind of would freak out if I ate things that I deemed bad. You know, I still was defining foods as good and bad. And, you know, I did that years ago. So 
I was bulimic in high school and then in college kind of set that aside, but adopted other unhealthy behaviors that again, didn't really have a category and nobody really Mm -hmm. saw having to go to the gym every single day forever as like an unhealthy thing. And I mean, forever, but I mean like hours and then sitting in the sauna for like 30 minutes with saran wrap on my stomach and, uh, Uh you know, not normal stuff, but again, not something that I needed to go to the doctor about. And then that morphed into just eating particular ways, probably for like 10 years, bringing my own food to parties, not eating stuff that my family had cooked because I didn't know the ingredients, stuff like that Mm -hmm. falls under the disordered eating category. And I had no idea that that was even a thing and that I was making people around me pretty miserable because they honestly didn't even know how to handle it because yeah, it wasn't really a thing that was talked about. And now that I'm vocal about it, my friends and family are coming forward and sharing with me how it affected them. And it's really been eye-opening. I couldn't agree more. And I checked so many of those similar boxes from exercise addiction. And and the thing that kind of happens is, you know, as your family and friends now, you, you're opening their eyes talking about what was, you know, they're also the same people at least in my world, that were applauding me for the discipline, for the eating clean and healthy, and were coming to me for that type of advice. So it's cool to kind of be the trailblazer in your very small community to help people really shift into seeing things more clearly after both of us kind of drowning in in diet culture and having our worth attached to our size or the way we look. Yeah. But this part of the conversation makes it easy to transition to the next question, which is how to maintain Mm -hmm. physical fitness without obsessing over food. There was a couple of different Mm -hmm. questions asking how to do that. That's a really great question. We actually had a trainer named Caitlin Denae on episode three of Outweigh. So if you go back to April and you listen to that episode, we specifically sought out Caitlin because she is a trainer with a history of an eating disorder who helps people move their bodies from a place of love versus hate. And I feel like that kind of very quickly but accurately sums up what all of this movement is about. So very oftentimes, people who don't understand why it's okay to move away from diet culture, they think that when when we're saying, you know, don't diet, that we're saying we don't have to take good care of our bodies. When in reality, it's about shifting the focus into how to actually honor and take good care of your body versus hate it and treat it with punitive, punishing behaviors. And, you know, when you are moving your body from a place of love, the food part also starts to come from a place of love because you want to nourish versus restrict and scale back. And you want to move your body for reasons outside of just modifying your body. And they kind of begin to go hand in hand. Amy, have you had any kind of like shift in your relationship to fitness in the last few months or years? Yeah. And how it kind of relates to food? That part I have had to put in the work on. And I will say with all of this, it's not just listening to Outway or following Lisa on Instagram. I mean, there's tons of other things that go into it. And Lisa and I certainly don't want to give off the perception. And I know if you follow Lisa's Fork the Noise, you'll know it's it's not easy. You have to really put in the work and want better for yourself. And I feel like for me, mine's gone in stages and the body and working out was kind of my final piece to the puzzle, Mm -hmm. which yes, Mm -hmm. I have seen a shift in how it's something about my, let me try to think how to put this, like my body, I'm not as fixated on it feeling Mm -hmm. a certain way and looking a certain way because 
my perspective has shifted. My Actually, my priorities have shifted. So mm-hmm. and when you free yourself from that, you open yourself up to swimming with your kids or putting on a swimsuit, no matter how you feel. Like there would be times where I just wouldn't want to go do something because of the way I thought in my head I looked because I didn't work out. And And I think so much of that is like diet culture entrenched in our brain. And one of the things that I do with my clients and we talked about on that way is taking time to clarify your values. And it sounds like, Amy, you did that like somewhere along the way, whether it was like literally taking time to do it or not. You know, you took a look at your priorities versus what you were doing in reality. And when we start to, like, dismantle the idea that, like, there's one way to look in a swimsuit, you know, when we go to swim with our kids and we put on a swimsuit, maybe we don't feel fantastic, we're able to be like, well, this is my body, and what I care more about is going swimming with my kids, and we can transition out of that. Does that feel accurate to you? Yeah, and it it used to be where I would do mirror checks or body checks to be like, oh, Oh, okay, how, how do I look? in this right now. And now I'll catch myself walking by a mirror and and yes, I will look at myself maybe in my swimsuit the other day, this happened. And I thought, oh man, I'm a little, I feel like I've got a little more going on right here today. And it didn't even, Mm -hmm. I just kept walking. Like I noticed it and I was like, wow, that did not bother me. It didn't send me into a, oh, I better not eat dinner or I I better juice tomorrow all day, or Mm -hmm. any sort of punishment. It was honoring and loving my body the way it looked in that moment, Mm -hmm. and knowing that, yeah, I enjoyed a great weekend with my kids, having ice cream, Mm -hmm. swimming, hanging out, and that is what I want my focus to be on, because in the past, I would have missed out on a lot of that. And Mm -hmm. I've only been a mom for two and a half years, and so for my kids who came here from Haiti, and they're older, I don't have young, young kids. I mean, my daughter's 13 and my son is 10. So they remember what it was like when they first moved here. And I was not the way that I am. So it's almost still a thing when I have ice cream or I eat pizza or do whatever with them, which now I'm trying to make like an, in my brain, not a big deal. It's, I don't even want to draw attention to it. It's no big deal. But to them, it's still a big deal because I was so not like that before. So for me now, when they do notice it, it's like a little part in me smiles because I love that I'm not wasting any more time worried about the wrong things. And also like setting the right example, I feel like, and I don't have kids and, you know, I think I get a lot of questions on how to raise healthy eaters. And, you know, obviously I can kind of speak without experience, so I never want to pretend like I get it. But, you know, I could witness it. I witness it around me. Like, you know, is it why is why does mom eat special food? You know, so we plant the seed very early in children's minds about food. And the more they just see like regular consumption of food and healthy relationship to it, that's kind of the best thing we can do. You know, if you were actually not allowing yourself to have pizza, they'd see you binge on pizza, right? And then they'd see, okay, that's a bad food. And then they see mom diet after. But instead, they're they're seeing what a healthy relationship to food looks like, which is eat pizza, move on with your life, not make a big deal out of it. Right. I have noticed that they already had almost the eating habits I wish that I had, and they kind of came with those from Haiti. Mm-hmm. Whenever they're hungry, they eat. If they want to eat an avocado and salad, they eat an avocado and salad and maybe some carrots. If they want pizza, they eat pizza. They finish when they're mm-hmm. full. Luckily, I didn't have them earlier to instill any of the stuff 
in them, but well, they definitely saw a difference in me because I know how things that I picked up from my mom and I don't think that any parents or any of us mean any harm. We're just sometimes even passing it along to them without even knowing it. And I just want to like end that, that note on a like super positive one, which is just like it's never too late to start improving your own relationship to food, which will benefit your children. Yes. Um, just so nobody feels any sort of shame for anything they've said or done in the past to their children, just to know the most important thing you can do moving forward is work to you know, create a healthy relationship to food type home, which starts with you. Absolutely. Thank you for that. How do you stand up to diet culture? So this is such a good question and it's such a big question. And I'm going to leave it with a very, in my opinion, kind of simple response. And I think it starts with yourself. I think it starts with the individual and kind of bleeds onto other people. What I have witnessed is too often people try and change the world before they've actually fully uprooted and dismantled their own belief. And that can cause kind of like burnout and frustration going out into the world to try and fight a fight you kind of haven't fully understood yet. So the best thing you can do, and I kind of feel like this comes down to really anything, is invest in yourself. Give yourself time to process, unlearn, live a life free of diet culture, and begin to have the small conversations in your local community first. And that's, that's kind of what I would say to anybody who's, of course, not a registered dietitian or some sort of a health professional that may have to be a lot more proactive than their local community. Yeah, this may be something we touch on more in season two as well. I love that idea. Sure. Yeah, so stay tuned for more on that. All right, I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories, and they cut out the cost of the middleman, and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover-up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. 
All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual essential for women 18 plus multivitamin every morning i take them on an empty stomach but sometimes if i forget i may take them in the afternoon it's really up to you when you want to take them there's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules and what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients it's gentle on the empty stomach like i said i can take it first thing in the morning and i'm totally fine And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start ritual or add essential for women. 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Lastly, let's just talk about how to cope with clothes not fitting uh, after maybe you let go of dieting and maybe your body changes a little bit. Two things I just want to lead with is number one, that, you know, Amy and I have what the world or America considers a thin, privileged body. So I don't want to pretend to get that frustration uh, when you come to my page and see what my natural frame is. Obviously, you know what Amy looks like and we are thin by, you know, all all means here. So I don't want to pretend that I understand that on a big level, but I have experienced clothes not fitting and body changing in in my own experience and worked with clients through this. And the thing that I also just want to say very quickly is it's really tough to deal with that type of physical change, especially when you're doing the inner work. And the most important thing I think that we can do here is notice your reaction and the negative voice that surrounds this. Using mindfulness to get curious about what's coming up for you. Why does this scare you? Rather than just immediately react to it, as we oftentimes do, okay, I'll go back on a diet, this food freedom thing doesn't work, look at, I'm gaining weight, I knew that this would backfire, and go back to your diet. Instead, I want you to take a breath, (laughs) a breath goes very far, 
and connect with your breath and connect with your body, even possibly using, I, I believe in like our own healing power, putting your hands on the place that's getting bigger, whether it's your legs or your arms or your belly or somewhere else, and actually sending your own love inward and getting curious about why is this so challenging for you? What fears are this bringing up? And see if you could really get to the bottom of that place with curiosity and safety, knowing that you're kind of holding yourself. I know that that feels like a really big ask, but if you're willing to do it, I would love to hear what comes up for you, even if it's tears, which likely will come up for you. Other things that we can kind of do to feel more comfortable with bodies changing in general, getting bigger, smaller, fluctuating, is to follow all body sizes on Instagram. The more I expanded outside of what I thought was health and wellness, the more comfortable I became with my own body because I was no longer comparing myself to what's called the thin ideal. And I think it's just important to know that your body is going to change. It would be strange if it didn't from being 13 to 19 to 25 to 29 to 30 to 35 to 45. It would be very silly to think that our bodies don't fluctuate. Again, that might mean up, down, change muscle mass, change whatever. And that's part of being a human that is going through a life cycle. And sometimes growth is actually symbolized by growth. Sometimes taking up space in your life is symbolized by taking up more physical space. And the last piece of information I just want to give here before, Amy, I want to hear how you deal with this, is attaching your worth to your values. Like how Amy talked about going swimming with Stevenson and Sashira, like when you when your worth is not fused to the way you look, when you know that you bring something to society or your home or whatever, if you know that you're just you have value in this world outside of how you look, changes in your body won't cause such a big trigger to yourself because you've broken down the stigma that there's only one body size that can be loved or worthy or welcome in society. Absolutely. I think that depending on how long you've been dieting or trying to manipulate your body, it may take, again, you putting in the work. And again, Lisa has amazing tools if you follow her to... And so does everybody on the podcast that we had who are experts from dietitians <laughs> to therapists. So there are so many people that, that do this. Yes, so many people. But Lisa, it's okay. I can pump you up because you're you're my outweigh partner and I I believe in you and everything that you put out there to help people. So I read somewhere on Instagram, somebody posted something and it was like your ideal size is the one in which you can go to brunch with your girlfriends and order whatever and it not take anything away from your girl time, from your day, nothing. Like you can move on with life. And the minute I got there. I think maybe Jennifer Rollin posted that, which she was Mm -hmm. a guest that we had on the podcast. And the minute I got to where I want to be the size where I can live my best life with my girlfriends, my family, like doing whatever. If I'm constantly trying to fit into whatever size jeans that I'm fixated on because I refuse to go up a size, then that's not me living. So for me, it was like, coming to peace with the fact if I need to buy a bigger size, it's no big deal. Like just go Mm -hmm. up a size and then I can put on my jeans every day and go to brunch and feel great. Or I'm using brunch as an example. Like you can insert X, Y, Z for whatever that looks like for you, but you can put on your clothes and face the day and feel confident because you're not stressing yourself out every time you go to the closet. You're not deciding to be comfortable with your natural body. And what we have to do too, which this goes back to the diet culture. And Lisa, I'm glad you said bringing up following a variety and a diverse amount of 
Instagram accounts or wherever mm-hmm. you spend your time online. I think when you when you see that and you don't want to give in to there's diet culture and there's body culture, whatever you want to call it. I don't know, but we need to normalize bodies mm-hmm. for whatever reason we think that we're supposed to. And maybe I'm just speaking for me, but for so long, I thought, okay, this is the desired figure and this is what women are supposed to look like. And this is the goal. And this is what I have to do. And ugh, it's just so not true. And it's just so sad that we've been fed that lie or that I was fed that lie for so long because bodies are so different and also online can be super deceiving. So when you start following accounts that are being honest and real and have very normal bodies just like mm-hmm. you, then it can kind of help you take a deep breath at the end of the day and be like, okay, like I can do this. And then, and then again, you put in the work and then eventually you get there. And that's for me where I am. And again, Lisa put at the beginning of the whole thin privilege, Every, everything's relative to whatever you think whatever your body is versus whatever you think you should look like. Cause I mean, I would see Lisa and this is just me being super vulnerable and honest. Like Lisa mm-hmm. is smaller than me. And I would maybe see Lisa back in my, before I was healthy days. And then like, there's no way she has an issue with food. Look at her body. She was born that way. She mm-hmm. must be naturally like that. Like how, mm-hmm. why in the world would she ever have an issue with food? Why? Like it doesn't make sense to me. And I know for a fact, because I've gotten emails and DMs and notes from you listeners who are like, how can Amy even understand what I'm talking about? She was just born that way. She doesn't, or she's that Mm -hmm. thin. She doesn't get it. But it affects all shapes and sizes, every sexuality, every race, eating disorders, body image, disordered eating affects anyone and everyone. So it's not mm-hmm. like it, it's like one little type of person that has to go through this. So, And I think that that's just another big misconception. Bigger bodies tend to 100% have eating disorders and disordered eating as well. So I think, you know, next season of Outweigh, we'll have to kind of get into, I think, all of that and thin privilege, what that really means and, and, and really hopefully get the next on or people that have experienced it or don't look like us to kind of illustrate their human, their, their experience as a human. Yes. And I guess, well, I just want to end on that. You are not alone. Whatever you're going through, somebody else out there has gone through it in some way, shape or form. And I, I just want everybody to know that. And you can send us your emails. That's why in Outweigh, we had different people share their stories because we wanted to hear from real people just like you. And we'll continue to do that in the the second series. And then also another note I want to leave you on is in the fourth episode of the series, we had Dr. Joshua on and... I think he was the one we were talking about anxiety with. It may have come up with a couple of the guests, but what really stuck with me was the stress and anxiety that sometimes we cause ourselves over food and exercise is worse than, you know, eating the actual said food that stressed you out. (laughs) So um, the, the, the chemicals released in your body. So just think about that and the brain space you take up. Like, ah, I just, I want y'all to be free from a lot of that. So thank you for sending in your questions. Thank you, Lisa, for helping me answer them. Thank y'all for listening to me ramble a little bit, but I'm just like sharing with y'all from the... I think it's actually not a ramble at all. And people who have followed you, even from, I think, Outway to now can hear the growth that you've had surrounding this topic. I'm noticing it in particular, you know, kind of where you were and where you are now. And I think that that's why we did Outway and, and 
and that's why I was positioned as the expert, even though I've been there. And we wanted you to be as candid as on your journey because we've heard enough from, you know, oh, it used to be like this. Like you sharing your story in real time is what I think makes Outway also really special. Well, thank you, Lisa, for being my partner thank in this. You. And everybody, check her out on Instagram at The Well Necessities. And then if you're not following me, I am at Radio Amy. And we'll be back with another Q&A at some point, And then we will share details with y'all soon about maybe some sort of a timeline for season two of that way. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org.